welcome to Sunnydale Study Group, the podcast for returning Scoobies and Buffy newbies. I'm Omar. I'm Chris. And I'm Holland. And today we're joined by a very special guest. It's Dale Kingsmill. I have returned. <laughs> it's a little less great. formal than the two episodes ago, but I like it. I feel like you're evolving slowly. <laughs> it less guys. formal? I thought it was a little more formal. Wasn't it last I time? I have returned is more formal than... The last time she was like, yes. <laughs> She was yeah. an owl last time. What was it? Last time. Mario. <laughs> yeah, yeah Owl Mario just getting those block coins. But, but um, last time I was, hello, hello, hello. Whereas now I'm apparently Black Adam from DC Comics. Yes. <laughs> uh, you, I, by the way, casting's not out yet, but I think we can, <laughs> we can spoil it. Uh, DC's Justice League film, Dale is playing Black Adam. Mm-hmm. It's true, yep. I am. You yeah. heard it here first. It's just yeah, me don't... practicing. Mm-hmm. The Rock is in fact playing Shazam. Right. Not Black Adam. That's mm-hmm. Dale. You know what? Let's head to the library. Okay. Awesome. I am so excited to talk about this episode. This is actually my favorite episode of season two. Cool. I know you guys are probably thinking, really? You seem like a swimmer with your swimmer body. It would have been go fish. But no, it's this episode. I'm thinking, really? But uh, I got a message from you the other day saying that you had forgotten what the episode was like. You did say that you really liked it, but you said I'd forgotten. I'm going to call shenanigans on what Dale's saying. Oh, is Dale calling you out for lying about something? So Dale's calling me out about lying, but I'm calling Dale out for lying because it was not the other day. It was earlier today. Okay, look, I woke up to It was the other day for her. Wait, did I wake up It was the other day for her. She's in Australia time. Wait, that's like earlier this morning. She might be right. Oh, wait, no, no, no. Don't don't. It's all part of today. Because with the time difference, I was surprised because I was like, wait, Dale woke up at 7.30, but you actually woke up an hour later and we screwed up our scheduling. But this is a great episode. Oh, damn, it was earlier today. Ah. Okay, <laughs> I, I, I always I'm never wrong when I lie. Pardon? This was one of the first Buffy episodes I ever saw, so I have a very was this soft spot days? in my. Uh, it was it was actually pre basement days. This was back when I watched them on VHS because it was like oh, wow. only a select few from each season were put mm-hmm. on a VHS, mm-hmm. yeah. and they chose yeah. that of the six episodes to represent season two. This was one of them. It was like a for your consideration, but for the public. Exactly. They, they had for your a consideration bunch of those, the didn't show. they? As well, because they they had collections where Good you could buy three. just just like a, a four episode thing that was like oh you like spike as a character here are four spike yeah. episodes oh, yeah. yeah those must have been fun to like put together mm-hmm. it would it's really interesting when I you put five show. things together that fully summarize something for example when chris puts together five sentences in our cram session to describe an episode uh you know what hey for old time's sake let's just do it <laughs> Great. Uh, what Chris is going to do is he's going to describe the episode in five sentences, five super easy um, slow dance sentences, and and you'll know everything you need to know about the episode. So Chris, please, if you will, take it away. The Sadie Hawkins Day dance is upon us. And for those of you who aren't uh, fresh on your little Abner fandom, what that means is that it is a dance in which uh, the women ask the men to the dance. And... One. It, oh, okay. Sorry. And it is hearkening back to a Sadie Hawkins. <laughs> and a descendant. So and it is hearkening back to a Sadie Hawkins event that happened in 1955 at Sunnydale High, where a student and a teacher were having an affair, and the student got so mad that the teacher was like, We can't do this, you're a student. And he killed her and then killed himself. Okay. I think we don't need more sentences. That's pretty I think much you the episode. Did it. Well, there's, that was there's, well, there's other maybe one more. Yeah. Other sure, let's go more. But but we're, you've you've done. I just want to let you know you've done it. The rest okay. of this is a victory lap. Thank you. Yeah, the rest well, of there's a very just important like part. 
Unimportant. Yeah. So the ghosts of these two lovers are possessing the school in poltergeist form, and they are possessing different students or teachers or whoever who happen to be walking into the pathway of their energy. And people are doomed to be falling into this unless the kids can get it free. The only problem, but the only problem is that Giles is kind of useless because he's obsessed with the idea that it is Jenny Callender's ghost rather than the very obvious clues that the ghost has been sending to Buffy in her Slayer dreams. Two. So, Willow, using the information that Jenny Callender has left behind for her, has decided to become a super witch and has... She's a super witch. Super witch. <laughs> She's super <laughs> witchy. Yeah. No. No. That's not good. So Willow is leading the charge on the witchery and she makes them all little, these fun little necklace things. And they try to summon... Scapulas. Scapulas. What, what bonus though? What bonus is yeah, scapula? Is scapula shoulder blades. Yeah, that's what I thought. Because I was like, it made to sense. The shoulder of... blades. Stop. <laughs> What's wrong with that? Oh yeah, because my friend, that's like when you break your collarbone, you break your scapula. Because wait, yeah. scapula is Latin for something. I'm gonna look this up while Chris keeps summarizing. Yeah, sorry, I just. Okay. Sorry. Am I still in episode season sentence three? Yes. So what they do is they use these scapulas to. Um, Summon the ghost to the forefront, and it is furious and angry, and it helps Giles realize, okay, this isn't Jenny Calendar. I'm going to get on board and help the gang figure this out because it's getting a little out of, out of control. Three. The gang is not in their best of moods, as Miss Calendar has just passed. Angel is being horrible, and so Buffy, in a weird kind of daze walks to the school by herself in a trance where her and Angel become possessed, or Angelus become possessed by these ghosts and their roles are reversed. So rather than Buffy being the woman, she's the man and Angel is the woman who gets shot. So the ghost is able to, after it gets shot, come and tell the ghost of the man, I forgive you as the ghost needed forgiveness and then his ghost goes up to uh, the great to disco ball. Ghostland. Yep. Ghostland. Ghostland. Which is right outside Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Four. Ghostland. All right. I wanted to save this final sentence for this amazing moment. That wasn't the sentence. Five. <laughs> uh, great. Thank Ange- you so much. <laughs> Angelus is furious that he felt love when he kissed Buffy during their ghost possession moment, and so he is hungry to go and kill something, and he takes Drusilla because Spike has been just chilling, moping, being horrible. But as they walk away, Spike steps up from his wheelchair, kicks the wheelchair to the ground, and implies that he's about to get back in the game. Woo, and yeah. it's the best. Woo, yeah. Spike. Well chilling. No, what was it? What did you say? Ch- Chillin', moping, being horrible. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. Sure. I feel like that's that's gonna be my Twitter profile. <laughs> um, I have looked it up, and apparently, scapula is Latin for shoulder, um, but it also might be akin to the Greek for I dig out. So make of that what you will. Uh, I'm probably taking away. It means shoulder. <laughs> I dig out. So I don't know what it has also to do going with on magic necklaces Twitter that profile. protect you from ghosts. Mm-hmm. But there you go. Yeah. Because sometimes you need a shoulder to lean on. 
You know what my favorite part of the episode was? Uh, <laughs> no, uh, this ties <laughs> this ties into the in, into Greek origins, which I'll get to in a second. Um, but really quickly, I just got to ask, why they got to be snakes? What was up the snake thing? Oh, why was it like making all the food uh, turn into snakes? Yeah, what was snake uh, food? Because some people snake guys thing. Yeah. Was that it? But there wasn't a thing where it's like the dance was snake themed. No. No, I think that was Maybe just general was... ghosting. It's like nothing yeah. happened at the Sadie Hawkins dance to pull Xander into a locker, but that still happened. That's like, I think that was <laughs> that's how people usually guys. court each other in but American culture through a locker. Because there were the locusts as well. Were those locusts or bees? Uh, wasps. Wasps. They were wasps. Yeah. yeah. But that's because they were wasps, right? Yeah. Well, no. Stephen, ignore me. It was one of those things where I feel like it was more like, these are things that poltergeists do, but, like, I don't know, like, there wasn't, like, any sort of These are just some poltergeist things. (laughs) Yeah. Little little grounds of chocolatey orbs, uh, I mean, chocolatey holes that suck Willow into the ground. Yeah. Oh, a chocolatey orb. They just, Mm. it was just like, this is haunted. Mm. What are some things we can do? I, I have a question about the Sadie Hawkins dance. Uh, because, yeah, throw it at us. Because we know that this particular event happened in 1955. Um, I want to know whether it was the enchantment under the sea, Sadie Hawkins dance. Um, yes. <laughs> I'm just yes. saying the poster. Sunnydale Hill Valley. The poster for the enchantment under the sea dance and the poster for the Sadie Hawkins Sunnydale High School dance in 1955 both said be there or be square on them. So I'm just saying. Oh, yeah, that's true. And it's the same year. Because yeah. the anniversary is coming up. It's on my birthday, which means that everyone is going to be celebrating that. And I'm going to be like, oh, hey, guys, it's my birthday. And they're going to be like, we don't care. Back to the future. So <laughs> Back to it's the your future. cousin. Anticipating that. It's your cousin Marvin. I just saw a teacher fall off the balcony. <laughs> <laughs> Marvin uh, Berry. Are you guys? Garlic Berry. Garlic <laughs> Did you guys uh, ever see or read ago. Little Abner? Mm. Lil Abner? Yes. Lil Abner was an Andy Cap comic that was made into a Broadway musical. In sixth grade, I played the villain Earthquake Magoon, and he was not <laughs> desired during the Sadie Hawkins Day race because in the Sadie Hawkins Day race, rather than it being a dance, it was the men were ran and the women had to catch them. That's right. Oh. Sounds a lot like my middle school experience. The old hunt the pigeons Cross method. country. <laughs> Uh, did you guys ever have Sadie Hawkins dances? Did you guys ever participate in Sadie Hawkins dances? We did. I wasn't asked. How about you, Hollis? <laughs> Let's move really quickly I over to that. No, like I don't. We definitely didn't have them, or maybe if we did, it wasn't actually like followed up on. Also, like because I feel like none of our dances were like date dances other than prom. Really? Because I don't think I ever know. Like I it was never just really, like show up. Be I really went to a, no, I went to a really small high school. Like my middle school also wasn't that big. Like I think I got asked to a dance once, but it ended up being a really elaborate prank. Oh, oh god that's, that's like weird. a movie plot what the hell yeah that happened i so, bet you can't ask colin farkas to the dance it, it she's was, the pygmalion of the school put some some damper on my self-esteem <laughs> no, and just wait. going to dances in general uh no, pygmalion so. was the guy pygmalion was the sculptor yeah i know Bellatea i know and then was the statue. okay that's true i forgot oh. the statue's name you're oh. right <laughs> Sadie, I looked up Sadie Hawkins to find out what it was, and it turns out legitimately um, Al Cap invented Sadie Hawkins' concept oh. for Lil Abner. So you were there at the oh, beginning? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, Sadie wow. Hawkins Day is from Lil Abner. You're like the doctor. Wow. Hey, you podcast, you learn. Yep. Yeah, we, uh, we definitely did not have Sadie Hawkins dances, uh, but to be fair, we didn't really have dances 
in high school in Australia, every now and then for a fundraiser or something, they'd try to have a school disco, which is just not the way to market it to make it cool, and no one would go and it would end up being cancelled, and I felt guilty. Um, and then, of course, Whoa. we had the, the school formal once you finish instead of, like, prom. That's it. That's you had the greatest dress ever oh, for your school formal, which you wore to VidCon. Yeah. Yeah, it's a pretty great. What dress. was the dress? Star. It was a Star Wars dress. Oh, that's it's, cool. It was. It's like a '50s halter neck dress with. <gasps> it's just made out of Star Wars bed sheets. Yeah. Pretty it all great. Ties back. Cool. Vintage Doctor. Cool. Look at it. The reason I brought up the snakes is that, uh, and this isn't something that's going to shine a whole light on the. Um, the episode, but herpetology, right, is a study of like amphibians and snakes, right? Sorry. Sure. Moving on. I feel like I've heard the word herpetology before. Herpetology. And the yeah, I have. Oh, you know, what? I've heard it in um. Flux. Ecoflux. Ecoflux. There's like a herpetology yeah, thing. It's like frogs that, and yeah. reptiles. That's definitely what it is. Uh, but the 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 root from it, I believe it's a Greek root. Uh, yeah, from the Greek sense. to creep. Is, is to. <laughs> To creep. I just looked That's it where up. it comes from. Really? It's the, it's the herpetologists are people who study things that just creep. Like hmm. vampires. Creep experts. So Frogs, yeah. toads, salamanders, newts, and I can't say that last word. Oh, okay. Try it's, it. it's a fine. It's a. It's a. We put the mature Case rating silliums. on this. There it is. <laughs> um. So, but let's let's talk about the episode specifically. Oh, I heard it in Matilda the other day. That's fine. I worked it out. It's fine. Oh, love Matilda. The trunch, the worst. I heard that uh, uh, Matilda invented the prom dance. She did. Yeah, that's so. accurate. Um, this episode is, is, is uh, to bring it back to Back to Future. It's pretty heavy, Doc. Like it's pretty nuts. Mm -hmm. This is. It involves a school shooting. Yeah. Um, it involves a, a, a murder of passion, which is a very polite way of saying a guy a murdering a woman. Mm -hmm. It's a murder suicide. Mm -hmm. uh, it's this story that happened in the school a long time ago, which I feel like if I was in school and I found out about something like that, I'd be really skeezed out. And a teacher-student relationship. And a yeah. teacher-student relationship in the 1950s, which yeah. is, for us Involving in the U.S., supposed to be... Involving that guy from Ugly Betty who I associate with giraffes for some reason. With giraffes? Yes, I read about that on Buffapedia. <laughs> it's the guy that Dale associates with giraffes. From Ugly Betty, um, you know, he's from Ugly Betty. I don't watch Ugly Betty. I watched like an episode or that two. Was said with disdain. No, that was said with not, disdain. That's not oh. what I meant. I don't watch Ugly Betty. <laughs> no, I just never really got around to it. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn about Ugly Betty. <laughs> oh, Ugly Betty. Because <laughs> like the people that I'm thinking of from Ugly Betty, like none of them are him. Unless is he the guy, is he like the like the well-dressed like uh, he's like he's guy? Ugly Betty's love interest early on. This is me trying to piece but together everything But is he like a boss or something? Like does no. he wear like a bow tie or like no. a suit? He he just works at the company, I think. I don't really know how they met or whatever. But the he's guy the you're love thinking interest. about is in a David Tennant movie. What? An Irish David. The, the movie where David Tennant is going to marry a famous actress oh, who is yeah. what's her name from Star Trek Into Darkness. But then but, he falls in love with an actual Irish woman. But yeah, no, this giraffe guy who I keep thinking his name in Ugly Betty is George, but that might just be Back to the Future intruding again. Anyway, George the giraffe from Ugly Betty, who's the kid <laughs> in this who's now a ghost, um, is Betty's love interest early on in the series. And then there's this, like, weird thing where he ends up stuck with... Stuck with. He he 
ends up with that woman from Glee and Heroes who's named Charlie and everything, who I also don't know the actress's name, but she's just really horrible and ugly baby, Allison, but she has name? his kid and so he stays with her. Larder? I don't know. Allie Larder? Oh, Allie Larder from Final Larder? Destination movies. I don't know. Did she, she play a Glee? lot of characters named Charlie? She no. was Charlie Heroes, wasn't she? Wasn't that her name? And no, 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 no. She person? has two names. In Heroes, she has two names You're because right. she's like the split personality. Yeah, that was uh, her what? superpower. Oh no, 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 not her. That's not, not her. her. Not Allie Larder. The yeah. redhead, so the no. one, the one <laughs> okay. who in Glee is a germaphobe. Felicia Day with the big eyes. Yes, the with the big eyes. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's in. Uh, 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 she's the like a. She's movie, like a the security guard. Deer. Oh, 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 the bad Paul Blart. one. Paul She's Blart, the one Paul Blart. Mall cat. Paul Blart, mall cat. Paul Blart, mall cat. <laughs> Where uh, Kevin James plays a cat that hangs out at a mall, and then there's these kids that do parkour, mm-hmm. and the cat has to stop them from yeah. doing parkour. Her and then like that Gemma cat, and then yeah, that that cat right. made an appearance in X Men First Class, which stars Kevin Bacon. So, Whoa, six God. degrees. Yeah. Well, no. <laughs> Th- uh, that by three, two degrees. I'm trying so hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, this has been the bacon. most roundabout way of working out that I was saying that one guy from Ugly Betty is in this episode as a ghost. Also, <laughs> wait, as long as we're talking about people in this episode, so John Hawks is in this episode. Yeah, where did John I Hawks come from? I love John uh, yeah. Hawks. Well, and as this a is janitor. I, yeah. yeah. So when John oh, Hawks, like, she's, like, okay, he's we're talking about the shoe yeah, salesman like, from now me and you like, and everyone we know, right? Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. Well, now yes. he's like this established actor, and I feel like he's in a lot Everest. of like bigger. He's yeah. in like a, yeah. He's well, no, well, I'm talking about like currently. So like oh. now he's in a lot of like big stuff, and people know who he is. But he started off like he was just always like a guest star on like all of these like shows. Yeah. And he was always like that guy that like was kind of off, but you couldn't place. But like, like first of all, I love John Hawks. His character gets so screwed over because like mm-hmm. he does I'm the murder so part, but not the suicide. Time. And so they just arrest him for murdering someone. Did, and he's like, he knows he murdered her, but he like doesn't re- know why. Whether and they'll be able jail. to jail him though mm-hmm. is another matter because they don't have the murder weapon. Where's the oh, gun? Yeah. yeah. That's true. And yeah. she definitely never really follow up, up though. Now what he could do. But they never follow up. Like, if we he don't was know if he's okay. Judd, I choose to believe could... he's okay because he was really nice. He was so nice. Yeah. That character's doing his name job. is George. No, yeah. it's John. George. Oh, John. John Hawks. No, I'm talking no, no, about the, the character. The janitor's the janitor. name is George. The oh, the character's name is George. She yeah, says, yeah. it's George, right? George, yeah. yeah, George the janitor. She's like, thanks, George. I love There's, that she says yeah. it, but then she questions it, because that lets you know that, like, they're not friends. Yeah, yeah they don't exactly, know each other. And then exactly. It's, um, it's probably the same George that left his janitorial um, cart out. That allowed Jenny, Jenny to toss it. Oh, yeah. Oh, you know what? What if he's like the secret guardian angel of the school? He's the watcher. Not anymore. <laughs> no. Well, maybe he comes back. He should have. I never see him again. Oh. Hmm. Uh, I here's something I love about Buffy, the greater works of Joss and, and the crew, like a lot of the people who work at Mutant Enemy, um, and you know Marty Noxon, right? Is Marty Noxon? Yeah, it's yeah. Marty episode. Uh, something specifically about Marty Noxon's episodes and her scripts is that you get this almost. These guys definitely, like, I know David Fury for sure, but I feel like a lot of them are deeply steeped in theater and, like, improv. Mm-hmm. And they want to give fun little moments to play, fun little challenges. Like, a lot of TV is, like, here's our formula, we're going to do it, we're going to deliver the plot, we're not going to mess around too much. Whereas, like, I feel like with Buffy and a lot of, like, sci-fi fantasy, actors get to play. That scene is, like, if I got to do that scene in a theater class, that would be huge, because it's these two characters who don't really know each other, very casual, and then suddenly their body language changes, and they're invested. They go from like two to ten mm-hmm. in no time, 
And so well done. even watching it again, it's just like, you know, again, this is my favorite episode of season two. I remembered all of it. I didn't send Dale that message days ago. I, like, <laughs> well, watching them turn. <laughs> it happened this morning, but it was not days ago. It was uh, <laughs> But that moment where, like, they, it's just great acting. It's a great mm-hmm. opportunity for a great moment, and it's so impressive. And that's so great in writing and performance, the way they shot it. Yeah. It's just great. It's like that moment in the pack when, like, uh, or even in Halloween when Xander changes into military Xander, mm-hmm. and the camera just kind of does this little swoop to indicate that there's been a change in his internal chemistry, and he's totally different. Yeah. That's a huge gift to give to an actor. Yeah, and the revisiting. I guess it, they revisit that, I don't know if we, what you'd call this in non-improv, but, like, the game. The uh-huh. The game of them switching. Uh-huh. Because we get to see it three times, and that it's like... You know, there's the this couple. This episode's a herald, pretty much, source. <laughs> right. And then the when the the reversal with Buffy and Angel and how it takes Angelus like a second longer to kind of get into it. So it's like Buffy's already been like, I don't know if it's just that the ghost is so thirsty that he wants to be forgiven that he just hops into her and he gets it going. And Angelus, maybe it's like, takes um, the she woman's ghost. She wants to feel it out a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> and, or I maybe mean, it's like, because there's I someone else in there. I it's because... Um, because Angel talks about, I'm trying to remember what episode this is, so I don't accidentally spoil anything. But there is a conversation at some point in Buffy where vampires are talking about how there's kind of that hollowness where the soul is missing, kind of. Yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, it leaves them without the reflection and things like that. Um, and I wondered whether it's something about Angelus being undead that makes it harder to possess him. Just because, because I, I, yeah. I mean, he says at the end of the episode that he had love shoved into him, so maybe it's just harder to shove a loving soul back into a body that is resisting soulhood. It's like pouring cupcake oh, batter into a cupcake tin with a little hole at the bottom. Yeah, that's, that's exactly, exactly what I meant. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> mm, we just have this Sunnydale study group synergy right here. Mm-hmm. That really makes sense. Okay, well, it, that synergy got stopped <laughs> pretty quickly. That would mean that it would be leaking out. Maybe that was part of the synergy. Cause it, cause, but then it bakes. You're in the oven, so it bakes. So you get a little cakey bottom at the, mm-hmm. you know. Because heat. Because things <laughs> react to heat. You guys ever tried to pop a cupcake out? And it's hard because, like, they no, got... No, but that's not... And then you just... But with my invention, that's what you not... do is you just pop your finger at the bottom of the cupcake tin. Boop. It's up. Those exist. They have It's called bottoms. an. <laughs> it's called an upcake. <laughs> No, but those tins like that exist that are made of that like rubber material that you can put in the oven so you can pop them out. Yeah. Oh, the silicone bottoms. Yeah. 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 Which is the name of my ska band. It's like a, it's like a front bottoms color co- cover band with a bunch of guys from Silicon Valley. Right. It's like the guys from the show Silicon right. Valley, and they made a front bottoms cover band. We uh, the guys from Silicon Valley were at the Geek and Sundry Nerdist uh, Smart Girls Carnival at Comic Con, and I'm bringing this up because this is something that Kumail will never be my we... friend. Oh, he will. Kumail He's will gotta. be my friend. You know why? <laughs> because well, he talks uh, yeah, to there's... me for like 20 minutes at a meltdown. I've talked to him multiple times and I've gotten into long conversations with him and he just does not know who I am. I, I was in the front row. But brag about your show. conversation, Dale. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I've heard this story. The only <laughs> and he just focused on me for like 20 minutes at the start of the show and I didn't know All right, what whatever, Dale. Whatever, Dale. That's fine. Um, we're like this. Well, we also bumped I into Kamal when uh, we were shooting an Avengers music video yep. and yeah. we got in his way and him and Emily were just like... He was uh, not happy. Uh, what is this? He was like, why is this happening? Why is there a man shirtless covered in green paint? <laughs> um, but 
when we were at Carnival, we interacted with someone else. Well, actually, we interacted with a few people from the Buffyverse, but Dale and I specifically interacted with Joss oh Whedon. Oh my gosh. Oh. Fucking okay. interacted uh, with a struggle. Why are we okay. telling these stories? Um, and so, because it's fun. It's a fun thing. Some people have work, and then they're on a train to San Diego, and then they miss the part of the party with Joss Whedon and Nathan Fillion. And then you're like, oh, where are you? I'm like, oh, haha. On a train to San Diego because I had work. Is this and I had to go all the way right to now? fucking Eagle Rock from yes. Santa Monica to drop off money, who the person had left early. And I was like, oh, just leave this like $400 <laughs> on the house. You can't see it, but fire is literally in Holland's eyes. Yeah. <sighs> and now she's shooting laser beams like the end of Man of Steel. Mm-hmm. There goes Wayne Tower. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> but that's fine. That's going to be the prologue for uh, Batman v Superman. So it's all canon it's all very important mm-hmm. um but yeah we we were walking and uh i forget where we were walking to i think we were gonna go stalk ricky lindholm or something like that and dale and i were she walking bumped into me yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were walking and joss this man in front of us turned around and it was joss and he looked super confused and his glasses were like on his forehead and we just were like are you okay and he like looked at us and i was like yeah i just yeah and I didn't left. say anything. I just got out of the way. I was not dealing with that right then. Nope. 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 Anyhow, that's a story. Um. So these guys. So he shoots her in on school grounds. <laughs> she so falls anyway. off the balcony. Yep. Then he goes into the music room, and then but he can't move on because he feels so bad about it. And what I like about this because there's really nothing to like about it except mm-hmm. for this one element, which is it brings up the discussion of our own personal morality. I think mm-hmm. it's really interesting because it's, do you forgive this person and what's the role of forgiveness? Right. Mm-hmm. Like that conversation that they have at Buffy's house. Yeah. Where Buffy's like, there's no way to forgive this person. Well, even in the classroom. He doesn't and they're in forgiveness of the words that she uses because... Mm-hmm. Right. And we've got a few things here because like Angel has betrayed Buffy. Um, Giles mm-hmm. was betrayed by Jenny and he forgave her. Right. right. Uh, Buffy never forgave Jenny. No. The last thing she said to her, the conversation was just like, I, I, good, I, I hope you feel bad. Mm-hmm. And it's an interesting path that Buffy's going down, and it's such a great storyline and such a great character choice to do that. Because I, I, I feel think like there's so also, many... there's, there's two really important parallels that come up with Buffy and the ghosts in that there's the one that comes up a lot in the episode where she feels Buffy and the ghosts, similarly... band name, right there. <laughs> she feels very similarly to the giraffe guy ghost because um, <laughs> <laughs> because he he killed the woman he loves and felt horrible about it and she feels as though she killed Angel. She's the cause for Angel having been right. overcome by Angelus and there's that element of she thinks that she doesn't deserve forgiveness for essentially having killed Angel who's the guy that she loves most and she mm-hmm. kind of transplants that onto the ghost but I think there's also the element of um, her using the ghost as a symbol for Angelus as well, because she's got phrases like he killed someone, now he has to pay for it, and that sort of absolutism is what she's using yeah. post-Jenny's death to uh, try to convince herself to be okay with the knowledge that she's probably going to have to kill Angel, or kill Angelus. Um, yeah, no, I think it's, mm-hmm. it's... There's a lot of layers going on there. It's mm-hmm. a really... Marty does this so well. I'm not on a first name basis with her. Marty Knoxon does this so well. Where it, <laughs> Call her Marty. I don't. I feel... <laughs> we gotta go back, Marty. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> this, wow. That was... It's tied This together. episode is pretty well written. Yeah. Uh, Marty Knoxon did write this episode. Of Sunnydale Study mm-hmm. Group. So it's all thanks to her. 
Um, but yeah, it's just, there's so much going on and there's so many emotional ties going on. It feels very, very alive, you know, mm -hmm. for an episode that's really just about haunting and could be very flat and mm -hmm. just, we fight the ghost and find it. Really, there's no finding the ghost either. This is an episode where you can't punch things. Yeah. You know? And I think it's also an episode where what I love about Buffy is that it was a show, from my understanding, at the beginning of the time where serialization and television became just commonplace, uh, at least for these hour-long dramas or these hour-long uh, adventure stories. I think it was, there's an exact year you can trace because it was when the first season of Friends was put on DVD. Was, was when people could go back and watch things, and that was marked mm -hmm. as the first like serialization. Okay, because what's interesting about this is like because it does episodic and it does uh, standalones, and it's like what I love about an episode like this is it, Buffy will continue to do standalone stories throughout the entire show, except that it's never not important. It's like even something where it's like, okay, this is, yeah, this doesn't have to do with the big bads, doesn't have to do with fighting and jealous. It only really has to do with their character relationships mm -hmm. and the fact that, like, and the same thing that even when we were doing the season one stuff, and I think it was applicable then, too. Now it's a little bit more impactful because of how much higher the stakes are amongst everybody. <laughs> 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 but this is, a, this is, to a degree, a, a monster of the week, ghost of a week type episode. Yeah. But it never gets really lumped into that. Because of, I think, how much impact it has yeah. on... Yeah. Because it's like, they're all... Because there's Giles... Like you were saying, there's Giles, Buffy, and um, and Giraffe Man. All are having a similar situation. They're mm -hmm. all having trouble letting go of a relationship that has slipped away from them. Which, by but the it's way, like, okay. just saying, a couple of episodes ago during Passion, I talked about how people are going to be facing up to their pasts. Uh, Whoa! Uh, yeah. Came back. Comes bam, 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 bam. <laughs> if we had Steven, that would be the air horn. Like air horn right. <laughs> Does he have an air horn? He uses the app all the time. He is the air horn. What was the air horn noise that we used? It was Willow's scream. Hey, yeah. hey, 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 hey! Yeah. Oh, right. good times. Remember that episode? <laughs> and speaking of horns, that was actually our bell. But we're not completely out of time because we get to do something very exciting, which is an extracurricular what? Becca's right. I do not pronounce extra, extracurricular activity well extra enough. Extracurricular activity. Maybe you should do it from now on. I'll just say that one. Activities. Extra. Oh, that it's was really good. Wow. That was really good. That was my best. Can we just get a soundbite of that <laughs> and do it every time? Extracurricular <laughs> activities. Batteries at 99%. You oh, sound that's pretty good. like the Normandy. I can't do that, Dave. The Normandy? Did the Normandy talk? What's the Normandy? Did the second Normandy The beach? Talk? The Normandy storm? Yeah, is never mind. from... Wait, what do you... Then, you know what? You don't know. You don't get to know. What? Ha ha! Ha ha! Is it Lost in Space? Continue on. What <laughs> Continue is it? Continue on. Guys, is it the Lost in nope, Space robot? No, you don't get to know. Uh, what is so it? So now we're going to do the extracurricular activity. Wait, was it Oblivion? Uh, my name is Holland, and I pick what we do, because that's how this goes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is fun. What was the Normandy? And you were right, it was the flamingos, Holly. No, 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 but it's not the flamingos. The flamingos do the cover. Because here's, it was a big issue. Like, the flamingos do that cover in 1959, and that is the song that's playing. But as they say many times, this, the murder took place in 1955. The murder-suicide. So the song that's playing is actually a cover that came out 
after. Oh, so it was a mistake. It, yeah, but like they're playing. I mean, in this, the episode, they're but, playing the flamingo song. Yeah, yeah, but it was it existed beforehand. Oh it's my just, god! And then Marty McFly came in, all right, let's, got the flamingo single, brought it back, left it in 1955, exactly and the happened. only person that heard it was Giraffe Boy, who put it on before he killed himself. It all comes together. It's yeah. your cousin, Marvin right, Flamingos. So. <laughs> <laughs> you know that sound that you have been looking for? <laughs> I found it in a room, <laughs> in a band room. I don't want to talk about the rest. Uh, so what's the deal, Hall? Lind? What are we doing August. this week? Hall? Lind? I wasn't sure if Hall okay. was okay. So People I, call I, me Hall. Okay. It's usually you like do, my you mom. should make a band but... called Hall and Dokes. <laughs> Around Christmas, we can call you Holly, and stop. Anyhow, um... Ah, bane of my existence. Don't say that. Bane of my fucking existence. So what are we doing this week, Holland? Not make fun of my name. Normandy? The beach is at Normandy? Oh my god, stop! We're so... It's pretty safe to say that I don't think you're part of this fandom. So hangry right now, and now I'm like. Okay, yeah. What are we? Uh, what are we doing yes, this week? Tell us what are we doing for extracurricular activities. <laughs> oh, sorry. Okay. Um, this week's extracurricular activity. Oh, the yearbook. Okay, so uh, as we know, the ghost is leaving hints for Buffy around. Uh, the gearbook falls off the shelf. There's like a Sadie Hawkins invite on her dining room table. I don't know how it got there. Um, so what are some other clues maybe that, uh, what's his name? Is his name James? I want to say James. James, James. that We're is calling it. him Giraffe James. Boy. James. Oh, I've been calling uh, him Giraffe George in my head all day. Some other fun <laughs> clues that James could have left around uh, for Buffy. Ooh, okay. Mm, interesting. So this is like ghosts brainstorming what clues we can leave to help James out? Mm. Ghost clues. Ghost clues. <sighs> All right, ghost committee. We have exhausted our printed sheet options. I mean, I want to give big ups to Juliet for the uh, getting into Buffy's home. Wow. How'd yeah, you even Julie. Get there? How'd <laughs> that you... was amazing. That's Good job, Miss Ed. Yeah, um... You've done a really great job. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. Oh, yeah. So, uh, and, and based on that inspiration, I just want to open up the floor. I mean, we've gone with the printed form, but what other clues can we send towards the Slayer to mean, I mean, we got to get these poltergeists out of our home. I um, had an idea. Yeah. Which was, uh, we leave Buffy a square, because she's not there. So it's like, be there or be square. Oh. oh. Is that too oblique? Uh, Is that too oblique? Yeah. Should I be less oblique? Yeah. I mean, I know I mean... that your ideas are very creative usually um but this is i think this is just too meta um, i don't think that okay. but it couldn't hurt i mean maybe while she's like leaving in the bathroom maybe just on the mirror just have a few squares like someone with their finger draw you know how we yeah. do that sometimes where it's like we're coming for you but we'll just do a just square do a square okay because you know what i think subconsciously it'll at least kind of it'll plant it you know it'll be like that movie inception mm-hmm. it's like the little like guy trying to Oh, yes. Friendelica, um, you have been nothing but supportive this whole time, and I love it. Uh, do you have any ideas? Well, you know, I was thinking about it, and I thought that maybe we could just, like, we could just put that CD that was playing just, like, in her CD player, you know? Like, oh, 
Can records go in CD players? No, well, it's, it's a CD of the record. It's a CD we have of the CDs. record? Yeah. And how did that song go again? I think it was like... Here's an idea. That's it. What if... Would that to help lead Buffy to the dance or are you just saying in general as just like an after school general. thing we should just put that on the plan for next week. we could call ourselves Buffy and the ghosts right. I'll be that but who's Buffy or uh porcelain robots like what if what if robots were fragile oh, oh. kind of like us how we're oh, ghosts and we're really idea. sensitive but we can't feel things with our hands mm, yeah um an idea that just popped into my head take it or leave it i'm just gonna throw the pasta on the wall and if it sticks it's fully cooked and if it doesn't that's fine it's got to stay in a little bit longer and let it cook but um what if we left symbols around buffy's house actual symbols symbols like like the drug like the percussion instrument you know james was in the band room and then she would look at them and she'd be like is this symbolic oh, oh it's symbolic, symbolic. wow I'm moved. Because it was undercooked. No, F. No, that was a (laughs) metaphor. I think we should come up with a better nickname than F. For Angelica. What? What's wrong with F? I reduce everyone's names to their first letters. It seems kind of offensive. Like D? Mm, J? Uh, I mean, J less so. I feel J is like a name. Come on, J. D, F? D, F. I mean, F is great. I mean, how often do you get to make such a heavy... In in my afterlife? Never. So wait, are we feeding Buffy the pasta? Oh, F. I think that she... I don't think she eats pasta. I think she skips it in the line. Carbs, right? Well, that's because Carbs. that's because we changed it in the snakes. Really quickly, can I just say something really quickly? Can I put my hand in the air and just say something really quickly? You put it in the air, I'll call on it. I feel like we, and hey, I'm a fan of herpetology as much as everybody else, but I feel like us turning the spaghetti into snakes was a little bit of a distraction from James's plan. Everyone thought it had to do with James when we mm. made all the pasta into snakes, but it didn't. It was just a random thing that we did. We thought it would be funny. I don't know if it was funny. Xander had a funny line about it later. That was yes, funny. She did. But maybe from now on, maybe we shouldn't scare people off from pasta. Perhaps, but I mean, you know. It bit a girl. I just... D. It bit a girl in the face, D. Yeah, well, snakes also have teeth. And what, what are they going to do? Not bite snake with them? Please. Bites, but isn't venomous. Why didn't that poison her? I think that it was a Lots garden snakes, snake. F. Lots of them. Lots of snakes I, don't have venom. A lot yeah. of them just strike. Yeah, it was a gentle garden snake. You were a, you were studying biology in high school, F. You should have known this. Okay, look, my study plan involves a lot of mirrors. I know that you were more focused on optics, which honestly should have been more in the realm of physics, but... Still, I feel like as a bio major. Come on, guys. Let's not let's not turn against each other. This is what it was like at the end of our time in band club together. I just I just think if we want to get that rigatoni sponsorship, we should just not. We should just kill it with the pasta. All right. Okay, so pasta's off the okay. table. Stay Unless pasta. we, what if we get pasta in the shape 
of letters, and we can arrange the letters I in Buffy's pasta. Yes, SpaghettiOs. We'll write in the SpaghettiOs. Buffy, ghost plan. I think we could only write... Ooh. <laughs> yeah, you guys are thinking about a different thing. SpaghettiOs is just O's. They're just little loops. I just don't know if we'd get the point across. That would just be ooh. If we could get one B in there, maybe we could do something. But guys, I think that we are a little stuck here. You know what? I think that she'll figure it out with what we've already I'm going to go with flies. I'm okay. going to wasps. I'm going to say let's just surround the school with right. wasps. wasps. That's, uh, there's nothing more inviting than just a cloud of wasps. No one likes oh, them anyway. I well, more get than it, because that teacher was a wasp. Oh, God damn it, F. Oh. Just, <laughs> you're... You're such a precious, you're such a precious gem. You're such a precious gem, F. Never stop being you. Yeah, F. All right, let's go get some wasps. <laughs> All right, that was our strict activity. Oh, man, Dale plays a convincing Californian. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's a, that's a the schooling, perhaps. That's actually, that's, that's actually my natural state. I'm not oh. Australian at all. Really? Though, the there are snakes that bite but aren't venomous? Why? Yeah. What purpose does that serve? They've only got like four teeth. Okay, really quick, T.O., did you not, is this a real thing or are you in character right now? <laughs> um, She's curious. Snakes are all venomous. No, there's no, a, there's a there handful. So many Maybe snakes. in Australia, yeah, yeah snakes I mean, are venomous. If you get bit by a like... snake on the face, I don't know what to do because we're taught to do the thing. You think... Okay. From when we're little, little, we know that when you're bitten by a snake, if you're bitten, like, on your head, if you were to give an example, you wrap up your arm all the way and then all the way back down. So you don't wrap tight like a tourniquet, you just wrap up the whole arm. So then I don't know if I've ever completely acknowledged that there could be snakes that bite but don't poison things. Aren't you supposed to drink your glass of milk? How do you even deal with a snake bite on your face? I've never had one, but snake. I would imagine... <laughs> You suck yeah. it out. Yeah, you suck it out. You see someone's face with a bite on it, and you just... I heard that suck the venom out advice on Mean Girls the other day, and I'm, I'm not sure about that advice. No, yeah. I think you have to go to a hospital. Yeah, I think doctors are good at saving people. <laughs> Herpetologists would probably do a pretty good job. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for joining us, Dale, and discussing... Man, we went in-depth on this episode. We talked about... <laughs> So much of this episode. Mm -hmm. So impressed. This was like a Criterion special uh, edition of the episode. Uh, but Dale, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, thank you guys for joining us and listening and supporting the podcast. Uh, Dale, where can they find you? They can find me on Twitter at Daily Dale. The first word is spelt normally. Dale is spelt D-A-E-L. Uh, you can find me on YouTube at Monarchs Factory, where I do videos every week. Lots of them are about mythology. And you can find me lots of other places on the internet. Probably just type Dale Kingsmill into Google. Awesome. Chris, where can I find you? Hi, I'm Chris Bramante. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram as Amantioc. Um, I'll let you figure out how to spell it, because it's not really a... a I'm not going to spell it. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, I perform with a musical improv group called Robot Teammate in the Accidental Party. You can find us on the internet at Robot Teammate, or across the greater Los Angeles area, if you're around here. How about you, Holland? My name is Holland Farkas. You can find me on Twitter at Holland Farkas. Uh, Facebook, also Holland Farkas. I write articles for various websites, um, and I usually share them out when they go up. 
Awesome. <laughs> hey. uh, I'm Elmer. You can also find me at youtube.com slash two broke geeks. You can also go to number two broke geeks on YouTube. And wait, hold on. I just said that. Uh, <laughs> multiple sessions in one day is breaking my brain. You can also find me on my personal Twitter, which is just at Omer Najam. And you can find everything and anything Sunny Del City Group related mm-hmm. at SSG Podcast on Twitter. Again, that's at SSG Podcast, as well as facebook.com slash Sunny Del Study Group. We're also on Instagram. And please, please, if you have anything you want to share with us, anything you want to say, anything you want us to mention on the podcast, any shout outs, anything at all let us know go ahead and tweet at us post on our facebook we are so happy to interact we are so happy to be part of the community everyone is awesome other sunnydale uh buffy podcasts are amazing and supportive it's just a great community to really be able to participate in yeah i love the uh the instagram buffy community is very supportive yeah usually whenever i like a picture goes up like instantly like sunnydale is and like you know, Queen of the Slayers. <laughs> like, like within like a few minutes, they're like, Boop, "Oh, that's the best." Go that's yeah. the best. raise your backs. Actually, what is the, what, what is the Buffy community yeah. called? Yeah. Like, what do we call the fandom? Oh, uh, raise your backs or what? Uh, at one point, someone tried to make black coats happen. Oh. They like, it's like a Mussolini thing. It sounds like it because of brown coats, and it was like, yeah. "Oh, but Angel Spike and Buffy wear black coats." Black it's coats like, didn't happen. Just go with Razorbacks. Go Razorbacks. I'm down with this. Razorbacks. Bangbangers. Scoobies. Scoobies. Bangbangers are a thing, though, if, like, people who are attracted to vampires. White cats. That's true. I don't know. Anyway. Uh, (laughs) That's from Boss Trolls. From from The Wish. (laughs) Yeah, it's from a lot of things. (laughs) including an episode of Buffy frogs we should just be frogs in America we don't love things with white oh my gosh no (laughs) okay (laughs) you didn't have to go there Um, and speaking of fish next week's episode is called Go Fish so get ready for that make sure you've got whatever swimming attire you usually wear prepared Mm -hmm. because it's going to be a super exciting session I'm really excited to talk about the episode because it's pretty great it's weird but it's pretty great uh, so Should we right. record it in a pool? Yeah. Yeah. Do it. Well, it's a 50-50 now. We'll see what happens. Uh, I'm on the fence. We'll see if you can convince. Uh, but we will take. We'll tackle that issue. It's a fish joke. Uh, next week, when we're discussing Go Fish, until then, pack up your bags, pack up your books. We'll see you then. So this episode is super intense. <laughs> Can I just say that on the back of this candy, it says, good to remember, in moderation, confectionery can be enjoyed as a part of a balanced diet and active lifestyle. <laughs> Keeping treats to s- serves with 7% DI or less energy can help you achieve a balanced diet. So basically, it just tells me on the back of this candy that like... Don't blame us. Don't eat a lot of candy. Don't eat a lot of candy. <laughs> don't send your diabetes you, you bill this way. You see that on an American box. Like no. on an American box, it's like, this is your diet. Yeah. Or you're not a man. Like yeah. that's American advertising. You Dig don't have those happiness. things written on American lollies? No. No. 
Okay. No. The, the, on the back of American Lollies, it says, good to remember, you're almost out of these ones. Go buy some more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Delicious chewy chocolate at the center. Mm-hmm. Mm. We, yeah. Yeah. We have a candy called Kisses. They're not real kisses. No, kisses they're actually what humans just... share amongst I don't like sometimes when people dogs. call them just mm-hmm. kisses. I like people to call them Hershey kisses. I hate when people are like, oh, do you want to kiss? And I'm just like, stop. Yeah. It's not funny. 